Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out podmetrics.co. Once again, that is podmetrics.co and sign up for free. So whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode 1 to episodes 2, 3, 4, 100, 150, and beyond, Podmetrics can help you get to know your show and your listeners that much better. You can check it out today and sign up at podmetrics.co. Once again, that's podmetrics.co. And you can use my referral code on deck. That's O-N-D-E-C-K, just one word. And you can get a head start into the wonderful world of Podmetrics. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. This podcast is presented by Podcast Network Asia. My guest for this week is the person who basically put me on this career path in the radio industry. This is the person who I auditioned for in the summer of 2010 and one of the two people who eventually trained me and really helped mold me into the type of radio DJ that I ended up being. My guest is DJ Chloe from QBS over in Qatar, and she was my mentor at Mellow 94.7, and eventually my partner at Wave 89.1 for a little less than a year before she eventually moved out and went to Doha in Qatar to be with her husband. Chloe and I go way, way back, and I have so many Chloe stories, some really good, some I can't exactly share on air or on the pod. What I can tell you is that Chloe's career path is something I've been trying to emulate basically since day one. I've always admired how Chloe was so versatile and flexible, and she still is. She is a radio presenter, an imaging voice, a voice talent, an events host. She's somebody who can organize events as well. She basically has multiple streams of income, and at a time like this when you've got a worldwide pandemic and the entire economy is down to shit, You can use multiple streams of income. So over the last 10 years, I've been just really trying my best to be as good as Chloe in everything she's been doing and just trying my hand at the different industries, different jobs that she'd be in aside from radio. 
These days, wrestling is a huge part of my branding, from the things I did with PWR to my podcast, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, to the events that I host. But I'm not sure a lot of people know this, but Chloe was actually the person who helped me score my first wrestling gig. So this was in 2012, and I remember she gave me a call, and she was super excited, and she said, have I got the dream gig for you? And I'm like, ano And she says, I got you to be the host of WrestleMania! And I'm like, what? WrestleMania? Eh, di ba nasa States yun? And she's like, hindi, over here! Why am I talking like her? Anyway, I'm gonna start talking in my own voice now. She ends up saying that there's this huge wrestling event coming to the Philippines. And I was like, wait a minute. That's WWFX, which was this one-time show that was made up of former WWE wrestlers. A lot of them have since come back to WWE, by the way. And they were gonna perform here in Manila. And they had a meet and greet that needed a host. They tapped Chloe. Chloe couldn't make it. And she recommended me. Sabinya XD lang. And I'm like, dude, I would host that shit for free. So I ended up doing the gig. And unbeknownst to everyone else, I was also in the running for the contest that that promotion was doing. So not only did I get to host the event and I got paid in GCs to um, Robinson's department store, I also ended up winning the contest. So the very next day, I was also in the ring because I was the special guest ring announcer during the women's match. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty fun. Um, I got to be on stage at the Trinoma Activity Center in front of literally thousands of people. And Chris Masters, formerly of WWE, put me in the master lock in front of everybody. And I sold that move like a motherfucker. So my first wrestling event was actually thanks to Chloe. And without that, it would be a very long time until I'd be working with a wrestling company in a business capacity. So yeah. Chloe was really instrumental there. She also helped get me on board with my very first voiceover gig as an imaging voice. We'll talk about that really quickly on the pod. And she was also one of the people who really pushed me in the direction of being one of the hosts for Disney here in the Philippines. So without her endorsement, without her putting in a good word for me, and without her really priming me and teaching me what to do, what not to do, what the good habits are, what the good questions to ask are, I would probably not have that business relationship with Disney in Singapore, which, funnily enough, would lead to me having a business connection with WWE in Asia Pacific. So when you think about it, a lot of the good things that have happened in my career were all thanks to Chloe, or were mostly thanks to Chloe. So in many ways, I do owe her a huge debt of gratitude for every good thing that's happened in my career. I could just sit here and wax poetic on and on about my relationship with Chloe, how much I love that woman and respect that woman and everything she's done for me in my career, but I'm just going to head on over to the interview itself. I let you hear it from her yourself and we'll just have a good old time. You know, just like old times. Parang nasa Pinas na kami. Having dinner at Sonsi, kicking back a few beers. Well, at least I would be. And yeah, it should be a fun conversation between hashtag me and my mentor. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about something that I'm really, really passionate about, something that means the world to me, and something that should mean the world to you as well, and that is our upcoming elections. Now, they're not happening for another two years, less than two years, but you can register as early as now. So whether you are a first-time voter or you're changing your voting address, please register to vote The Comelec has made it easy already for people. They've got the proper health and safety protocol in place. And if you want to know how you can register to vote, go check out VotePilipinas.com. Again, that's VotePilipinas.com. 
they're not paying me to say this. I don't even think they know I'm saying this, but I just need people to quickly change their mindset about them not having a vote and how that shouldn't matter and how their voice doesn't matter. Your voice matters because as the NBA put it, if you feel that way, then your friends feel that way. And if you all feel that way, your family feels that way. So from a group of 1 to 20, that expands to hundreds. And if you can all put that energy together collectively and decide to go out and register, go out and vote, you can make a difference. So please, go and vote. Now, it's time for me to bring on my guest for this week. It's DJ Chloe, my very good friend, all the way from Doha in Qatar. She's on deck. Episode 12 of the podcast, really special thing we've got going in because we've got another international caller for our guest. So let me get to it. Uh, This next guest is a former partner of mine over at Wave, also a mentor and a very dear friend and someone who has managed to succeed as a radio presenter in another country, which is a very, very high bar. Uh, DJ Chloe, right here on deck. Hello! Again, you know, I want to say thank you for the kind introduction. And you make it sound like it's a big deal. <laughs> it is a big deal! It's what? a huge deal. Ano ba? I don't... Th- what? Nina? Parang di naman. <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, I, I said this before, nung, nung first recording. Um, we, we had to like re-record this entire spiel. But um, the fact that... We're Pinoy, but English is a second language, and then you make it in another country that uh, your skills uh, were deemed worthy by some other radio manager in a different country. Now, oh yeah, you deserve a spot on our roster. Hell yeah, that's a big achievement. It held up, naman, my English. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think there's, so, there's so much to the experience, the, well, the years of experience and training and working in the radio industry in Manila since college college days pa eh. kasi uh, i was only i was barely 18 at the time i think i just turned 18 when i joined uh, my very first radio station as a student dj so syempre from that time to the time when i resigned and said goodbye to everybody at wave remember what what month was that yeah. in 2018 was it november Parang November. Yeah, was, November 2018. Oh, diba? So, alam mo yun, everything, kumbaga yung compounded, um, kumbaga multifactorial, kumbaga, ang dami na rin na... na multifactorial? Oh, what the hell? Hindi lang yung sa radyo. Like, of course, um, uh, the friends also contributed to to what I know, yung mga nag-mentor din sa akin along the way, and having a partner like yourself who would always, you know, keep me in check, atidi, you know, your your grammar or whatever. So, syempre, thankful ako sa mga... No, more like you're not loading <laughs> shit and we're about to have dead air. Oh, ganyan. Yung mga ganyan. So, syempre, naalala ko lahat yan and it all helped to, um, I think, just better my craft as I go, um, even before getting to, to where I am now. And you know, becoming a part of QBS. Yeah, QBS stands for Qatar Broadcasting System. Tama ba? Qatar Broadcasting Services. Services. Yeah. Right. I love it. So, must must public service. Talaga. Is it the uh, official government uh, network? It is the official uh, English radio station of uh, the Qatar government. So we are under Qatar Media Corporation. So if you would like, uh, well. If I could give you a visual, Qatar Media Corporation is the parang umbrella siya. 
So under that, you have radio and TV as well as print. Of course, your tri-media. Um, under Qatar Radio is QBS, which is the English radio station. It's, a, it's an FM pop station. And uh, there are also a host of other radio stations under the Qatar Radio bracket, kumbaga. And QBS is one of those. There are like, I think, seven others. Like one Urdu station, Arabic. You have uh, your French radio station, which is Oryx. Yon. Sa ilalim yan ng Qatar Radio, which is under QMC, the corporation. And how's everybody adjusted to the time of the pandemic? Like, um, um, here in the Philippines, kasi a lot of uh, half half it, but there are some stations like Kamesa yeah. Wave where we just do our thing from home, and then there are many others like Melo. Nah, they still go to work, so obviously you're at oh. work. I can see your virtual background. But how is radio so different for you guys over there at QBS in the time of the pandemic? Uh, radio. I, I okay. Everybody here, kasi, is guided by what the government tells us. Of course, they always want to be on top of the affairs of the country. So, what fake news then, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying that. Okay, that came from you. I did not say that because, syempre, meron paring mga alam mo yon mga mga proliferators. If that's ever the the word that fits that, alam meron paring namang mga try na mag fake news but you know ang, ang marami kasi, kasi dito mga expats you know it's uh, in fact the Filipino community is close to 300,000 strong wow practically anywhere you turn there's somebody speaking tagalog there's an ate or kuya or kabayan ganun alam mo yun, so parang you won't feel like you're you're away from home because there's so many Filipinos here uh, at the turn of the corner may alam mo yun, may uh, say Jollibee, meron ng lapas batoy dito and everything. So, my pure gold. So, life is as Filipino as it can get in, in Qatar. But going back to your question, uh, how is radio life been since the pandemic? I guess it goes back to um, what we need to, to know during, you know, what certain time. We have uh, what we call the gradual lifting of restrictions. And I, this is something that I also want to share with you being here and experiencing it myself. Because I saw how systematic they are with you know, implementing, uh, just say, guidelines for everybody. And the citizens, the expats, the residents, we all feel like we have to comply because the guidelines are there to protect us. And the way I see it, the government has also you know, spared no expense coming up with an app, you know, and we call it an Eteras app. And I did show you one time, remember? Yeah, yeah, I, show, I, I, I saw the app. I thought it was really cool that everybody now has an app and it's required to have an app just so it's for contact tracing. It's for also uh, the announcements of how many COVID cases are there. Um, they don't disclose where they're from because, again, that's, um, that's uh, patient information. But then again, at least yeah. guided ka. And, Anywhere you go, like malls, even when you step out of your house, you're supposed to wear a mask or gloves yeah. um, or you have to dispose of those things properly. And the Eteras app, it's, um, it, it's really going a step ahead of, of this whole pandemic game if you, know, parang you just want to be uh, updated all the time. So how that changed... Like my- the way I remember that you explained the app is um, it actually tells you kapag merong PUM Na oh, manapit sayo, yeah, right? and definitely. and the way I see it, it's like wow. So ganyan pala if the emergency budgets actually use tangibly, so that's that's how it feels. <laughs> you said it. 
Pwede pala yun. Pwede pala yung app. Ayun. Okay, pwede pala. Pwede pala magamit yung pera para sa kapalan ng ano, sambayanan. Tama. Fuck So, alam mo yun, parang people say, ah, mahirap yan, it can't be done until somebody does it. So, ako, ano naman ako talagang uh, saludo ako sa government naman dito. And, you know, we have a decreasing number of COVID cases. And now, we're all back to work. Uh, but just like, kasi we're not yet done. It's not yet over. Um, we're yeah. not out of the woods yet. So, like, everybody has to come to work wearing their masks. And, syempre, alcohol pa rin, hand sanitation, mga ganun. So, dapat, everything is still, alam mo yun, still has yung mga health protocols, kailangan pa rin sundin. So, that's how we get by. Pakonti-konti, we're uh, returning to how it is being normal at work. Yeah, that that uh, actually makes a lot of sense. Um, kasi nga, dito ganun din naman, you know, it's just, uh, with, without the app, without the first world aspect of it all, but you know, uh, we we are trying to live with this pandemic. You know, you're living with the virus, living with the pandemic, as as bleak and as grim yeah. as that sounds, right? Um, let's talk about your radio journey though, because like, uh, you know, ultimately the podcast isn't me bitching about stuff here. It's it's really about featuring people's stories. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know. Would you like? Oh, I mean, I'd like to. I know I do that at the start. I I do that at the start. Then I tell people to vote. I'm not kidding. Like I really, I really have a call to action where I tell people to vote and to register. So yeah, I want to get into the origin story of it all. Like, were you always a big fan of radio? Because as you said, you've been doing this in some way, shape, or form for the better part of the last two decades. So, uh, where did this uh, love for radio begin, or is there a love to begin with? You make it seem like I'm so old, grabe. Better part of the last two decades. <laughs> what? Okay, sige na nga. Uh, but yeah, it's true. Um, I I joined radio when I was just, um, well, I was barely 18. This was back in the 90s, um, the, the later part of the 90s. So as a kid growing up, I've always been, and when I say kid, I was uh, in my teenage years, parang high school yata yon. I would listen to Monster Radio. At the time, there wasn't, was there magic? Back then, parang wala pa yata. Parang 89.1 DMZ pa siya. It wasn't Wave yet. It was DMZ. So yung mga yeah, dance, dance music. music yes, precisely. And then, uh, yun nga, I've, I was, well, I still am a fan of um, Boom Gonzalez. So yun, so naalala ko siya dahil panggabi siya noon. And then I would be the kid um, would be awake late at night studying for, you know, for the exam. And then, I don't know, for... I don't get distracted listening to the radio while studying. If anything at all, it stimulates me more. I'm able to study a lot better with uh, the radio just um, humming in the background. So, ayun. So, parang sabi ko, it, it's, at an early age, it's already become a part of my life, of uh, of um, how I picked up my love for, for English. Like, I feel like I have to learn the language so that maybe when I grow up, I can you know, speak like them and sound like them and have their, how, the manner by which they, they think and how they're all, um, uh, how they're able to put a show together. And it's entertaining as a kid listening to your radio idol. I'm using air quotes here. And, and so I thought of myself, I, I think I can do that. So parang dun palang pumikap na ako na ano bang kailangan kong gawin. So maybe I should be, I should read more. I should, uh, pick up, uh, on, uh, other people's cues, observe people. Kasi magaling ako dun, eh. mahilig ako mag-observe ng mga, alam mo na yung mga, mga ano, ano what's the right word? Um, yung mga ticks. Uh, mga, mga ticks, ganyan. Or, uh, 
human behavior. I mean, just what makes them so interesting. Parang ganon. And I was in, uh, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade at the time. I was going to high school. So yun talaga mahilig na ako sa radyo. So it's no surprise, I guess. You mentioned RX, and that's where you trained, right? As a student DJ, as part of Radio One. Do you remember what year it was when you started, and how the audition process was like at the time, and who were your trainers? Like when you when you got in. Holy crap! Are we divulging the our age here? Okay, all right, fine. Okay, I'm I'm not afraid to say, but it's really okay. <laughs> uh, it was back in 1997. Shit. It was back in 1997 when I first came into audition for uh, uh, Radio One. It was Radio One, and I remember at the time uh, our supervisor, the one handling the the student DJ program or the apprenticeship, uh, was uh, Brian Abbott, who is known as uh, Brian Gomez. So he was uh, he was once a part of uh, the Monster Radio uh, air staff, and then I think he eventually uh, moved to uh, K Light, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, Sila Koji Morales. So Brian obviously was um, older than me; he was more, I guess, advanced, or he came into the the radio game uh, earlier, far earlier than any any one of us. So I was. Um, on uh, I think my second year of college that day. Oh, parang ano na ako nag-shift na ako from UST BS Pharmacy. Hello BS Pharmacy. Di ba layo? Tapos I I decided na sabi ko ayoko na parang I just want to move to a closer school to where we live, our family lives. So um, I went to uh, University of Perpetual Health in Las Piñas where I finished um, my com degree. So yon. So sabi ko I want to do something else because at the time. Uh, wala namang ino-offer yung school ko that's radio uh, like centered or radio broadcasting centered walang ganon um, so I thought what can I do parang sabi ko where do I go to learn more so I thought sige mag-audition tayo sa, sa radio one so I auditioned and then I got in on the first try and then I started training and that's when um, that's where I met um, CJ the DJ Si, CJ Rivera, masabayan ko rin siya. Halos nagpanabay kami. And then, uh, as you know, um, uh, there's Marco, who is Nell Cruz in real life. Um, also a former uh, Melo 94.7 DJ. And before that, he was part of, what was he a part? Cool, Cool FM. Diba? Yeah. And uh, sino pa ba yung mga kasabayan ko noon? Si Heine Hartendorp was also, uh, to this day, is a colleague of mine. Um, over at Tag Radio on uh, 91.1 in uh, Anunman, UAE. At the time, he was uh, he was a guy who came from USD naman. Tapos eventually, after after ng stint namin sa, sa Radio 1, he went on to become a part of uh, Love Radio 90.7. So the audition process over at um, Monster Radio RX 93.1 at the time for Radio 1, which was a, a student... A centric radio program. So again, you you must know that what they do is pretty much uh, how we used to do it at Melo 94.7, di ba? Na parang nag, yung SOJ, yung School of Jocks, where we uh, just put a an ad out there, or we we tell um, like students that if you want to audition, no matter what school you're from or whatever your course is, if you feel like you you've got what it takes to um, 
parang make the cut or work in radio. So this is your chance. So ganun din sa amin dati. This was back in 1998. Uh, the audition process at the time though, it wasn't as glamorous. Uh, or it wasn't, we didn't make a spectacle or they didn't make a spectacle out of it at the time. It was basically you go to to RX, which is, if I remember it correctly, they're on the 14th floor of uh, Strata 2000 building. I think to this day, dun pa rin yata sila. So you just go there, you leave your ID at the guard, and then you come in and you say, I want to try out somebody, a lady will um, lead you to the recording room. They'll give you like a couple of scripts and all you need to do is just record and then there's go, there's a part there that you uh, that you're asked to go all impromptu spontaneous speech tell about say um yung ng audition mo parang say something about yourself and all that your hobbies and your uh, aspirations so ayun and then they will let you know. They'll give you a call back and say you're in, and then or kundinaman they'll tell you na re audition in six months. Did you get in on your first? Yeah, try? I got it on the first try. I think they like me. Um, the you know, same weekend they asked me to come in for my first um, first day of training, and then I trained with. I remember training with uh, the Gaucho, and uh, mostly at night because. Of course, there's may pasok and then and you you have to remember na college to so syempre may mga ano pa rin may may pasok or may klase ng hanggang alas 5 ng hapon so here I was after my class I would get on the bus straight to ano na diretso na ako ng Ortigas so I live in Las Piñas or that area of BF in Las Piñas so it would take me like an hour and have to get to yeah. Ortigas Nang gabi, and then I would spend like three hours of training. Wait, so it's kind of like that. That was the uh, the whole training um, process like for me, uh, be- becoming a part of uh, Radio One. So, but it was fun because marami kang makikilala, you know, from different schools, just uh, trying their their hands uh, hands on radio. So yeah, it was it was a really memorable learning process. Before we get to my next question, Chloe, let's take a quick break and hear from our other podcasts here on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Sanaya, and I'm a well-being junkie. It's true, I admit it. I love everything to do with mind, body, and energy, and I'm constantly on a journey of learning, exploration, and self-discovery. So I created a podcast to talk to experts, influencers, and thought leaders to be inspired by new ideas. So join me on the Project Loving Myself podcast because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship you have with yourself. You are loved. How long were you a student jock at RX? And when you were training, did you think na? Oh, I could probably get really good up to a point that they would hire me and make me part of the main roster of DJs. Was that ever um, in the conversation? Well, they never really promised anyone anything. It was more of, okay, do whatever you can, train as much as you can, come in and learn from so, got access to parties. And I stayed uh, for two years, give or take. Uh, wala namang promises. If free training, let's see. 
if uh, we feel like you uh, are up to our standards by the time you're about to graduate from college because that's the that's the whole um, well that's one of the conditions if you're about to graduate then you would have to leave the program yeah, as well sense. to make way for others who are also entering the the program so you and so diba at the time sabi ko sige graduate na ako this march um there was a whole okay we're would you like to apply for a job they didn't specifically say what what position they were looking to fill uh, but i did apply and then i was offered um a non on air position uh, it was more for events uh, sabi ko parang eh, gusto ko sa radyo eh sabi ko, so i did that i did not pursue i i I I couldn't say yeah. I won't say I declined because it was never offered to me at the time there was no contract just yet but they said that ito lang yung position that we're looking to fill so you know with a sad heart I said okay I think I'm going to have to step away from radio for now and I I didn't pursue radio until some some years later parang sabi ko sige I'll try something else muna I'll put this aside like how many years was that about 6 years Oh shit. Yeah, okay. about 6 years then. Matagal-tagal din kasi remember this was okay, I graduated in 2001. So 2001 was the time when um the the BPO industry, business processing outsource outsource or call center, contact centers, diba ganyan. It was an industry that they called the sunshine industry. It was at its height. Kumbaga, actually it was about to drive to that top of the mountain, the point na parang it's one of the highest paying um uh, jobs that you can find, de ba yung time na yon. So sabi ko, I want to yeah. ride that wave. Sabi ko parang let's see what's what's uh, out. Let's see what's out there. So I did that for about about that same amount of time. Mga five years then ako nag nag call center. Um, so yon. So my converges and then I joined a, a starter, a startup company. Um, I worked my way from. I started the. Uh, uh, being a cost, uh, customer service representative. So I thought, hey, you know what? I can practice my English here after all. I mean, you know, you get to speak to Australian uh, clients or uh, you make calls um, or you receive calls from the U.S. and they think, you know, you're a Native American speaker, which is great because it's, you know, it's like a validation of how you're, how I'm beginning to sound like and how I'm picking up on the way say a natural born uh, speaker sounds like i mean in the us so training that yeah. in and then from there um i became uh, a training supervisor um tapos i was for work for in that particular industry uh, i got to travel i it was my first uh, parang gig ko dati no, nang pumunta ng South Africa where I, I trained the other trainers in Cape Town. And I was only 25. I was 25 then. And here I was, some girl from Paranaque, na parang inisip ko lang ng, ano ba, hindi ko pa talaga alam yung trajectory ng career ko nun. Na sabi ko, wow, I'm in Cape Town. Parang ang saya lang na here I am. And they look at me, this room full of people, trainers and managers thinking like, I know what I'm doing. But, you know, Yon, parang I had to fake it. Para lang mafeel ko na parang kailangan maging confident ako. So parang it was it was one of the one of the things that I had to prove to myself na kaya ko rin palang gawin yung yung ano, yung job na yon. And then shortly after that, maybe a few months after that, I came upon a crossroads. So kasi 
nagkaroon ng opportunity. This was in 2006. Uh, nagkaroon ng opportunity for me to join Melo 94.7. They were auditioning for uh, female uh, jocks. So ang nag-refer yeah. sa akin noon dati was uh, Robin. Robin is is a girl. And she said na, she, she said na, dapat itry mo. Um, itry mong ano, itry mong mag-radyo. Uh, mag, uh, mag-audition for Melo 94.7. And I said, sabi ko, sige, okay, who should I look for? Then she referred me to her then-boyfriend, which is Chris. Oh. So, nag-audition ako with Chris, which is Johanna Bando. Yeah. Our mutual friend and uh, mutual partner. Yes, of course. Diba? So, he was friendly. He was warm and accommodating. And I was all, you know, since I come from a from a very corporate kind of um, kind of work environment, I, here I was. I came through. I arrived in my turtleneck blouse and my everything. okay, he must have looked at me funny. And I said, you know, my hair was all sleek with my ponytail and all that. I looked very corporate. And he said, Hi, you must be Diane. And come in, come in. Uh, this is where you need to record your audition or just read this and that. So which I did. But uh, later on, they uh, they did call me. They called me back, and then they offered me the job. And that's when I started uh, juggling two jobs. I had my my job at a call center as a, a training supervisor, and then meron na kong melo. Mahirap palasya talaga. So yeah. I had to choose. I had to choose one. Yeah. Diba? Yeah, like you learned that firsthand. Um, what was your time slot then? Was it yung, ano na, the 4 to 8 p.m. show? Or did you have a different time slot? Tapos uh, balance mo pa with a full-time shift? It was my 4 to 8 na. My 4, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. So that's 4 hours a day, 5 days a week. It was uh, uh, the CNC Music Factory. And I didn't have a name then. Uh, it wasn't Chloe just yet. Uh, when I officially joined as Chris's partner, I didn't know that I was. They were looking for a female partner for him, and he was the one who uh, led me to to the to the the, the studio to audition. Um, ko talaga alam na he was going to be my partner uh, until they told me like, oh, si Chris pala yung because the the former lady partner that Chris had before was exiting, so she was resigning. Um, yeah. So they were looking to fill. Uh, her post. So, yun, so, wala kong pangalan. I didn't have a name for, for radio back then. So, on the first day, or was it the second day, uh, literally, we ask our listeners to suggest names. So, names like Aisha, Rebecca, you know, those, you know, Moesha, <laughs> hello, Moesha. Ano ba? Guys, totoo lang. These names came up, but they were funny, and, you know, we were trying them, sort of trying them on off air, just uh, going back and forth. We were having so much fun, and then one uh, one listener said, "How about Chloe?" And I thought, "Huh, Chris and Chloe." You know how both our names start with a ch, but they, they sound, diba? So Chris yeah, and so Chloe. Alliteration siya. Yeah. So parang wow. Okay, that rolls well in our tongue. Parang Chris and Chloe. Chris and Chloe. And then eventually, uh, Chris added the. Uh, made it CNC Music Factory, which is actually a name of a 90s uh, band. So CNC yeah. pertaining to his name and mine, and Music Factory because, you know, it's it's a music program. 
So, yun, right. so that was a partnership that we forged for the next six years. Yeah, and you guys weren't just on air as as co-hosts. You also started your student DJ program that I ended up joining a few years later. So you guys really did a lot throughout yung yung run in as partners at Mellow. But I want to yeah. ask about yung ano yung uh, balancing the full time job along with that four to eight PM shift because that's incredibly hard. Because if you have yung traditional daytime shift that's Eight to six or nine mm. to five, diba? Paano mo mm. yung radio at four p.m. So <laughs> at the time, did you have like a graveyard shift or was it like a mid shift or whatever? I'm I'm really unfamiliar with ano, yung yung BPO shift. So like you're gonna have to correct me. Well, because I was a training supervisor and I was dating my boss at the time, <laughs> Chos. Sorry, sorry. Side note lang ah. Sabi mo naman okay This side note, okay. This my former boss, he was uh he was the country manager for for the BPO that I was working with at the time. Um he called me. I was I was his former student in college. And diligaw okay. na kagate. And the age difference okay. so close anyway. So, you know, I think the, the age difference is just three years. He was just three years older than me. So he was fresh out of, um, he was starting his uh, teaching career at the time when he became my professor uh, in college. Uh, two subjects, hello. So we get to see each other so many times in a week. That was, ayun, so parang long story short, nung, he, he had an aversion for the BPO industry before. So it was funny when he called me one day and said, you know what, I want you in my team. Uh, you can make uh, a really good trainer. I said, "Hindi mo gusto yan then suddenly you're here." So I said, "You know, I changed my mind. It pays, you know, a lot of money. So let's let me hire you." And I said, "I said yes instantly to him because you know we dated some time ago, but he was Jesus. my professor, so we had to quit." <laughs> um, and then there, so so sabi mo okay lang mo kwento. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just I uh, this voluntarily came out from you. I I don't know if I even knew this beforehand, but like hearing it again <laughs> blows my mind. Hindi yata. So parang yun. So so there. Um, he hired he hired me. In other words, I I worked for him. Um, and then sabi niya, adalto pa alam ako sa kanya. Hey, you know what? I want to do radio, but I don't want to quit. I think uh, I'm doing a pretty good job. Um. As a trainer, I said I don't want I don't want you to quit. So what what schedule do you want? So I would have the, I guess the freedom to a certain extent to choose my my um, my shift. So for as long as I'm able to keep my four to eight, which is uh, in radio, so I can adjust my shift as early as I want, so I can accommodate radio. So at the end of the day, I think I was giving a certain amount of importance. Uh, for radio so that it will fit my schedule or I'm sort of tailoring my already existing schedule to accommodate radio. So parang may, parang importante na siya para sa akin because I like it. I was having fun, um, you know, going to, to work and do the show every day kahit nakakapagod. Um, I barely had like eight hours of sleep for, for so long. Uh, my regular sleep would be like four hours, and then whenever I get or whenever I feel tired, I would compensate by, you know, stuffing stuffing food in my face. So I always say, "Wait, I'm overweight. I have barely slept. I have to choose. I have to choose one over the other. I have to fix my life. I have to fix everything because this is not healthy." So it was uh, going towards uh, 2007 at the time that I decided na. 
sige, rajan na lang. Nilet go ko yung better paying job. Sabi ko, ito na, makikipagsapalaran na ako. Let's see where this will take me. So, and that's where, that's when eventually, Chris and I, parang sabi namin, ano pa ba yung pwede nating magawa for, for Mello at the time? And that's where student, uh, or this, the student DJ program uh, came to life, which is School of Jocks. Um, I think you were you were the part of the first wave, were you? No, I wasn't. Wave I think, yeah, wave four. Ako. I came in 2010. Mm-hmm. Na. So by the time I'd met you guys, uh, you were already training three batches before me, but you sort of were also just figuring stuff out along the way. I mean, like you knew what yeah. to teach us, but uh, there wasn't really much of a system, I guess. Because in terms of kunare, yung, yung application, palang, it was very random. You just told me to show up one day. And it was like I was auditioning for a job. Whereas in the batches that came after me, parang legit screening process talaga siya for a student program. I mean, like it was super different. Yeah. It was night and day. So I really saw it for uh, firsthand. And even when I when I, when I met you, uh, you were already chief announcer, the Basamelo. So like you had a, a leadership position that in in the company, tama ba? Yes, tama. It was given to me. Um... I don't know why I was even <laughs> to this day. Parang I did not apply for that post. I didn't know if there was even a post that was available to, at the time. The yeah, uh, chief announcer basically parang head ng mga DJ, di ba? Oh, oh, parang ano na, parang inappoint ako. It was more of an appointment than uh, a post that I I applied for. Uh, perhaps uh, the management saw something in me that I was um um I had people skills. I guess uh, they saw how there was ano na rin eh, parang as a as a as a as Chris's partner, I would be the one who would poking him from time to time. Hey, hey, parang gawa naman tayo ng ano ng parang uh, pasabog or ng ano kaya pwede natin gawin pa for for our listeners or how about an X deal? I, I I haven't I don't at the time I didn't even know what to call it. Ang alam ko lang is what if we can give this much to a client and they can give something back? I didn't know there was a term for that. Yeah. Obviously, nagamit na pala yun sa advertising or uh, below the line sa, sa radio and uh, i thought maybe we can we can start something uh here and then so i suppose the management saw that and they saw they saw my potential and then from there sinimulan na nga namin yung yung school of jocks it was uh, really just a string of projects from one after the other because it just kept expanding parang one door leads to another and these are opportunities that you don't want to uh, slip you by you just want to seize the moment and see where it takes you and i guess uh, it was very fruitful din naman yung ano yung tinakbo nun while i was while i was there at mellow 94.7 and to this day i'm super thankful not only to the the staff but also and if you know alam mo naman yung yung culture natin sa mellow na it's very family diba yep um and our boss, diba, parang, there's always this open door, open door policy. Like you can come in and discuss what you have in your mind. So that's that's what I learned um, as a, as not only as a radio announcer but also as a chief announcer because that gave me a lot of opportunities to hone my skills and see where it will take me and you know kind of be a little disruptive in that sense because that's I think that's a term that they use now to, alam mo yon, no, parang if you want to just get out of parang break out of the box and yeah, see what yeah. else you can do with it. Right. So yeah, I was I've always been like that. Na parang if 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 it's, it doesn't have to be my gain, 
it could be anyone's game. It could be, you know, the listeners' game, our partners, and whatever, or it could be just a, a party that we can throw for our listeners and to give them a good time. So, yun, parang dun na rin, dun na, dun na nahasa. Kumbaga, simula na yun ang paghahasa ng, ng skills, ng, uh, I guess, ng planning, pagiging mas strategic, yun, yung ganun. Better understanding of radio as an industry, not just in the programming aspect, but you know, marketing and logistics and events, um, and even digital. Would you say na yung experience mo working in corporate, in the BPO industry, did that shape your leadership style? Because I remember just observing you and the way you dealt with everybody, and it, it looked so easy just watching you do stuff, and how, you know, you'd come up with these ideas. And as a younger DJ, I was like, wow, that's that's the kind of trajectory I'd like to go in, uh, to go towards. Parang, uh, I would stay in radio, pero my counting leadership skills, then, my management skills. Then. So like, was your corporate experience very instrumental in that? Or did you just draw from yung desire mo to be disruptive and to just innovate? Okay, first of all, I will use that. <laughs> I will use what you said and take it in for a moment and say, Oh, really? You feel that way, Stan? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to be that. I want to be that. Wow. Um, yeah, but I, I guess going back, um, kung na feel ko bang contribute yung ano yung I guess yung years ko sa BPO. Definitely yes, because I saw the structure. I saw it firsthand how when you have like a thousand people on the floor and all of them are part of this major like eight hour operations, you want to you want to find out and you want to learn how they're able to keep everything um, smooth flowing. Parang it's a well-oiled engine. It's very systematic in a way that what maybe 10, 10, 10 persons mistake uh, will not create chaos in this 1,000 strong uh, room capacity. You know what I mean? Parang dapat ganon. Na kahit na may mga pagkakamali, uh, yung iba, it doesn't mean na lahat kayo mali. Parang, and you want to be right. able to isolate that. You want to be able to find out and learn why this one person in your team is not performing or is, is underperforming, let's just say, or na lang natin, um, is not uh, optimal. Kumbaga, wala pa siya dun sa, sa level that you would wish for that person to be. And so you coach, you mentor, and kahit na nga hindi mentor, eh, yung mag-coach ka na lang, you offer you offer to hear the person out. You ask if there's anything that they feel they could still work on to become a better performer uh, or become a better employee or kung may mga tanong sila na possibly hindi nila maitanong kasi na, baka nahihiya. So be that, I mean, I, I, I saw that it was easier as an inclusive leader to just reach out to your team instead of maybe wait for them to approach you. Sometimes kasi, Life happens, you know, we all have our personal affairs when we go home, when we come to work, sometimes compartmentalize ka na lang and once you're done with your work, you go home. To me, it's it's really important to find out what you're, what the person is going through somehow and why that is affecting their performance. And if there's anything that I can do to help a person or my team to become better, even better than, than I am, that I can ever be, then why not? Kasi sayang eh. Sayang na lalo na pag nakitaan mo rin ng potential yung, yung individual. Like yourself. I mean, di ba imagine you were, how old were you, were you when I met you first time? 
Or you say- yeah, so uh, to, to paint an accurate picture, and this is the only year I can say this, by the way. So I am now as old as you were when you first met me 10 years ago. <laughs> and how old is that again? <laughs> I am 30 now. There. <laughs> yeah, so now like just this year, after that, Valana. But yeah, right? like I, I've, I, I've basically known you a third of my life. And um, you know, those early years at Mellow for me, just watching you do your thing. I mean, um, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. You are you are very scatterbrained. And I say this with love. <laughs> yes. Because you are the same person na nakita ko na uh, you had to go to a gig, to a hosting gig, and you had like 15 minutes to spare. And I was like, what the fuck? 15 minutes from your call time, nasa station ka pa. Correct. And yet, you were also the same person who was able to balance having a radio show, having a leadership position in the company, and having all these rackets from dubber to host to everything else that you could think of that you could do with your time. So how were you able to manage that? Especially knowing that you know, time management was something that you uh, that was still a work in progress for you. How were you able to keep all of that together? I guess I've reached my limit of uh, random excuses <laughs> that I could ever uh, tell people. No, but seriously, because uh, for me, what comes important talaga are the people. So, minsan, I would be in that tough situation where I forget things because I have so many, so much uh, on my plate. So, I, I still appeal. Like, I'm never afraid to ask. So, I I ask for help whenever whenever I would have the chance to. Kapag nahihirapan ako with my schedule, I ask help. Kasi, you know, in, instead of like sitting there and just taking it, as it is, like binigyan ka ng schedule or something, but you know that uh, you still want to do the work, but could not possibly do it for one reason or another. I ask, I ask if I could not really get my way, but see if we can work together and just keep my job and still work together. And for so long, okay naman siya, mobra naman siya sa akin, dahil when I appeal to people's kindness, uh, I just tell you what I'm going through and maybe you can help me. Then not, okay lang din. Pero ganun kasi, naging ganun style ko ever since. Like, I'm, I'm a believer of people's goodness and kindness. There's no, there's always that innate goodness that if only you would parang appeal to that, maybe, maybe things would, you know, would turn out different for you. Instead of, you know, sulking to one corner, you know, going to one corner and thinking, you know, parang, oh, I don't like my boss, I don't like my co-workers, I don't like the system, it's it's BS. I'll do something about it. Maybe ask to get your way or something. Ganun yung naging, ano ko dati, naging, uh, kumbaga, acumen in that sense. I, I ask. I'm having a great time talking with you, Chloe. But before we move on, let's take another break and hear from our other shows on Podcast Network Asia. Marhaba, I'm Jerick. And I'm Apple. And we're from the Langa Speaks Podcast. Coming to you all the way from Dubai. Yalla, join us as we talk about family, faith, and, and everything, everything in between. between. We're brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. To remind you... I really felt it um, throughout our time together at Mellow because I think having you around as somebody who would be proactive in terms of doing this or doing that or suggesting 
ABC mm. or XYZ really helped me. Uh, really helped yeah. me um, be proactive myself. Because if there was someone above me who was doing this, then what was my excuse? And I think that was um, yun yung ko for a while na parang oh I you know I'm I'm so young and idealistic and full of ideas and I didn't feel like I had um para anyone who wanted to rock the rock the boat as much as I did then I'd look at you and be like oh no no I there was actually someone else you know Chloe also felt that way so for me that was a great thing to have you around oh um, thank you pivoting off of that yung time natin working together at Mellow that was also right around the time that your voice began to be heard in the Middle East because uh, that was the time that uh, we both got tapped to be station voices for TAG and then I didn't last very long but you did like uh, many years later you're still around so uh, how did that come about because you were doing radio here but uh, there, I, I guess you could call it a loophole because being an imaging voice for a station in, in another country technically doesn't violate any contract or work laws here in Pinas, right? True. Yeah, so how did that yeah, come Yeah, because you? it was Heine. Heine Hartendorp, who's a former, uh, who's a friend. I wouldn't say former colleague. Because we were together Radio 1 with Monster Radio at the time. And he still remembers. Yeah. Well, he did approach me uh, via Facebook and ask me if I still was doing radio at the time. I said yes. And he said, so how do you feel about auditioning as a voiceover, a female voiceover? I said, sure, okay. Uh, where do I go? Do I meet you at a studio in Makati? I didn't know that he was already in UAE, in Dubai. He said, you know, I'm working in Dubai. I mean, you, you can't meet me in Makati. We were just, you know, we we're laughing because I didn't realize uh, at the time that he's already moved from Love Radio. And he said, you know, I, I'm i now uh, the production guy. I think it was... Um, I think he was a production manager. If, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, he was uh, definitely the production guy for Tag uh, 91.1, which is a Filipino radio station, uh, Tagalog-speaking radio station in UAE. Um, also under uh, Arabian Radio Network, which is government, government-owned. So I said, you know, I'm so happy for you. I congratulated him. Sabi niya, yeah, well, part of my job is also to look for, is to create a team of voiceovers. And sabi niya, audition ka. So I guess he liked it. His bosses liked it, uh, liked my my audition, my voice. He didn't say though that it. I was auditioning to become the mother voice, because he asked me to do fake crying and fake laughing. I couldn't do it. You parang ha, hindi ko kaya. Even now that I'm do about to do it, just to give you an example, I couldn't do it. So sabi niya, mm, I don't think you can be a character voice. Yeah. So. I think you'll be best fit as the mother voice. I said, okay, well, if you feel that way. And that's when he asked me to, he asked me for uh, a recommendation. And I thought of you first. Um, while you were young at the time in the whole, like, uh, the, uh, the the whole, like, uh, idea of doing voice, uh, doing voiceover, um, Heine, and I want this to be on record, wasn't ready to give up on you. He really, really wants to train you. But he said, na parang, okay, I want to keep Stan and I want him around I want him around because I see that I could develop his talent and his voice and I could use someone like him. But the management over at uh, Tag91.1 were looking for someone who's plug and play. And I said, Well, up to you. Right? And said, yeah, oh, yeah. I, up, up I to you. That. And you know, I mean, you can always go back and uh, tap in a, tap him again in the future if uh, there's going to be a requirement. Sabinya, okay, well. He had to do what he needed to do at the time. 
No, I totally understand. Like I wasn't ready at the time, and um, I was super impressed with uh with with how you were able to hang on to that. Because you the the style of radio we were doing, Samelo, which so is pop, diba? um, hot AC, sobrang different. Yeah, uh, you know, it's 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 English speaking, uh, Konya to an extent, and then sa tag, it's really massa. It's really love radio, yes. uh, Star FM, Yes FM, <laughs> that type of stuff. And until now, I I still can't do it. I mean, I can record in Tagalog. I can speak. Tagalog conversationally, you know this, yeah. but um, if you ask me to board, uh, to go on air and sound like a massa radio DJ, hindi ko siya kaya. So how are you able to tap into that different persona of um, yours? Because you're also the same person who used to do Big Fish yeah. Radio naman. So oh you'd, be gosh, this, yes, you'd be this really posh lady na very sultry in English speaking, like you hang out in BGC on, on the weekends, getting high on whatever. And then, and then at the flip of a switch... You're now uh, this Tagalog massa speaking person um, appealing to the um, Filipinos in Dubai. So how do you get into character and tap into that? Uh, siguro ano, okay, because I like to observe. And if I and I'm very auditory. So what I do is if I need to sound a certain way, then I would go online. Definitely I would research, I would I would watch videos that would come close to the peg or would come close to, say, the sound that uh, we need to achieve. So since, you know, I would, I would like to say that uh, magaling, akong mag, magaling yung tenga ko. So whatever I hear, audio, sometimes even music, lyrics, I learn lyrics just listening and not really reading and memorizing them. So mas, ano ako, mas, mas auditory ako in that sense. And it has helped me tremendously to sound a certain way, and then I'm able to achieve the result or achieve the the proper output. So that's what I do. So if if I need to sound very big fish, like you said, almost um, clo- parang close to sounding robotic, then I have to tap. Parang I have to like pretend. I have to feel like I'm that woman, you know, saying that line. Um, on the other hand, so basically, be a supermodel. Be a supermodel. Be like you know, like Claudia Sch- Claudia Schiffer at the time or whoever. So. Ganun. So, maghahanap ako ng ganong character. Tapos, pag-aaralan ko siya, papakinggan ko over and over until such time that I'm able to emulate that. I'm able to imitate. And then, yun nga, sabi mo, pag-tag naman, which is very, yun nga, parang love radio, more more masa ang approach. Um, then, I listen. I listen to, um, say, commercials or even uh, love radio. Nakikinig din ako sa kanila kung ano yung material nila on air. And then, I mimic that. And then, I'm able to find my own voice. The the rising and the falling of my voice. Parang na, na hone ko na lang din siya over time. But of course, there's always Heine who would give me um, yung treatment. He would send me recordings. I want it to sound this way. So he will send me a sample. And say, and he would say that, okay, just feel free to, you know, like, um, parang make the, the, the tail part, the end part of that uh, bit na yours. Kung paano yung style mo. Kung paano yung palagay mong magugustuhan ko. So, you know, so he also gave me that that freedom to play around with it. That's how I studied it. So, talagang ano siya, parang there's a lot of experimenting until until the client says yes, that's the sound I want. Let's let's go with that. Especially for uh, for me, because mother voice nga for for ninety one point one. Right, and uh, since I already mentioned versatility, I think it also needs to be said how you're also really. Flexible with the characters because you know you, you can go from the big fish from tag and then you also did Disney for a really long time. Dito sa Pina, sometimes like you'd squeeze it yeah. in 
uh, whenever you'd happen to visit family, diba? Uh, you, you would do these weekend gigs for Disney. So, how was that? Naman? Like, how did um, how did radio help you tap into a different character this time? Na you'd be appealing to kids, or you'd be uh, in the mindset of a Disney princess meet and greet, right? Because um, working for Disney mm. in the live events is really, really different naman from hosting the corporate events or these other mall shows that mm-hmm. uh, that we would normally get, you know, back in the old days before the pandemic. So how would you tap into this different character? Well, the, the Disney, the whole Disney work that I had, uh, which I did for nearly a decade. So literal, I was... Uh, I was only 26 then, and to the until the time that I got married and before I transferred here, um, sa Qatar. Even when I was in Qatar, I would break away from my from my schedule and my work and fly to Manila if they need me to host a Disney event in in the Philippines in in uh, uh, Manila in particular. So that would not have been possible if not for again an audition. It all starts with. What else can I do? I mean, not it can't be just radio. So na isip ko dante vo or may nagsabi sa akin uh, an ex colleague at uh, Melo ninety four seven said you should try dubbing like voice acting. So I did that. So I got into voice acting, and then other than that, should I host? I thought to myself, okay, so let's host. Let's start uh, hosting live events, and so I was uh, already in the grind of um, like getting in the in the whole like uh, events industry. Um, a friend of mine said, have you tried character hosting? I asked her, what the heck is character hosting? She said, well, parang Disney. And that's when, that's when it dawned on me, this friend of mine who's now in Australia, Kate, works for uh, a, a company that does licenses for, for Disney in the Philippines. So she said, you should come in and audition because we're looking for a host for a road show. And uh, yeah. that call came as a very pleasant surprise because that started everything for me as far as my Disney gig for 10 years is concerned. Talagang sabi niya, mag-audition ka muna kasi they want to see you and uh, if they like you, they'll train you. So I went in, we were in a studio, there were uh, two people at the time, uh, or three. Uh, the other two were, um, were performers. They were the ones who would go in the fur uh, meaning they're uh, they're the ones who would be the the uh, characters themselves on stage. Yes, and the other one, the 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 guy, the the boss at the time, um, he was the regional head for Disney for road shows outside of uh, the Disney parks. So yo, and so he liked me, um, and said, yeah, you know what? I think we can work together." And then that's that's when uh, they started anana, parang training me like. How, how I should stand, how I should wave to the crowd, um, and that I should be in the same character as my, um, as the crew. I mean, if I'm working for, let's say, uh, a Disney Pixar event, sabi na lang natin, mall show siya for a Disney Pixar, um, say, si Buzz Lightyear, Toy Story cast, I have to be like one of them Toy Story characters. Na parang, how do they move? They move this way. Or if I'm working with... Uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So it's obviously Mickey and Minnie. So there's a whole tapping of feet together that's very signature Mickey. But I can't obviously do that. So what else can I do? So I do the little strut down down the stage and then I wave this way. I go to the other end of the stage and I wave like Mickey. But right. it's sort of just for for me to sort of uh, act and move the same way as the cast. So then so parang 
kailangan eh, kasi that's Disney. I mean, they're you know this for a fact that they're very, very strict. I mean, they may be the the happiest place in the world, but when it comes to live events or road shows outside of parks, uh, they still have the same standards as when you know as when you watch a Disney parade. So, so ganon. So parang I I had to prove to myself na kaya ko rin siyang gawin. And syempre, I don't want to let my my friend down who recommended me. And uh, she said, you know, she was happy. Sabi niya, um, parang uh, buti na lang na ikaw yung na-recommend ko because they liked you. And from then, uh, from there, nagtuloy-tuloy na siya. I, I hosted like, I don't know how many shows already. I've stopped counting. But I did Disney Princesses, um, Beauty and the Beast, Anna and uh, well, Frozen. And a whole lot of other, or uh, Ariel, but, but, you know, that's practically anything and everything that could fall under the, the Disney, the Disney umbrella. Yeah, it's so impressive how, um, you know, you, you were one of those people who uh, used radio as a stepping stone to learn new skills and then get into all these different jobs. But I think um, what, what uh, fascinates me the most is how you're able to take that and then bring that with you to the Middle East. So... You already had tag going on, and that's something you're still doing from Qatar. But mm-hmm. um, I remember when uh, when you left Wave after our run on Wave had come to an end, uh, you decided to give radio a go, parin in Qatar. So you uh, can you take me through that? Anion was Kabayan a startup palang at the time, and were they looking for presenters? Non tama ba? Am I, am I getting it correctly? Well, I came um, I came back to Qatar and decided to live here and uh, move in with my with my husband who's been here for ten years. It was uh, December twenty eighteen, so I remember very uh, vividly how I told my husband, "Sabi ko, eto na yon, eto yung chance ko na kailangang maghanap na ako ng work, which is uh, right up my alley." So parang sabi ko, parang hindi naman ma maput to waste yung lahat yung years of experience from from Manila, di ba? So sabi ko, it has to be radio, right. it has to be events. Mga ganyan. So sabi niya, sige, go for it. So I did. I So I, as in actively sought uh, to, to find a job in radio, in media. So talagang ano yun, hindi pwedeng, hindi pwedeng wala kong gagawin that's related to my goal every day since I got back here. And it paid off. February of 2019, uh, my husband's friend, Dr. Aldwin, uh, forwarded forwarded uh, a link or was a like a, a social media post that Kabayan Radio, which is uh, a privately owned radio station here in Qatar, the first ever Filipino radio station that has ventured into into business, uh, was looking for radio announcers, Ganyan writers and researchers, and you know they were putting together a team. And I said, go, let's 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 audition. So I did. I auditioned. Um, it was uh, it was a panel. Uh, it was a panel that I had to face at the time. There were like six of them, and then they asked me to read live read uh, scripts. So they said, "Okay, can you read it this way? How, this this script, read it this way." So I did, and um, I think at the time the gusto naman nila, and so I became employee number one. Uh, this was wait. So you were the very first DJ that they hired. I was the very first DJ they literally hired for Kabayan Radio. I was employee number one. There was another lady whose name is Joanna. She was employee number two. Actually, panabay kami, so it could be, it could be that I'm employee number two. She's employee number one. But kami lang yung dalawa non. This was uh, March of last year. Um, I officially started with them March three, 
And then we went live. We went live ng April. April 1st. So it seems like a joke because it's April Fool's Day. So but I know this is no yeah. joke. But it wasn't. We're now live on air in the Middle East. In, uh, tapos nagtatagalog kayo. Tapos nagtatagalog, tataglish kami. So, ako yung unang-una noon na isang buwan yata na ako lang yung, or dalawang buwan, na ako lang nag-iisang uh, radio DJ talaga. So, I will do a morning show, then I will do an afternoon show. So, what? Yeah, oh! <laughs> Gusto mo yun? So, ganun. So, parang nag-four hours ako sa umaga, then uuwi ako, or I can just, you know, uh, sort of meander or like lounge around and then I would do another show in the afternoon just in time for the, the drive times. So, What was that like for you knowing that you were the very first radio DJ that they hired? So in a way, everybody that they'd hire afterward would have to be in your mold or that you would play a part in shaping your personality of that station. What was that like for you? Interesting you mentioned that. Uh, part of the fact that uh, I was employee number one uh, the management, the Filipino managers also gave me the upper hand to sort of, um, well, I was involved. I was heavily involved in uh, shaping, like you said, shaping the brand uh, of Kabayan as a radio station. So I said, you know what? This is what I know. What I know is that we are in the Middle East. I mean, you know, Captain Obvious. Uh, but here in the Middle East, it's a hodgepodge. I mean, lahat ng mga Pilipino na nandito, May mga laborers, may mga skilled, may mga professionals, so may mga domestic workers. So where do we even draw the line? How can we cater to everyone? And aside from that, we are a Tagalog English-speaking radio station, which means that anybody who's literally able to understand and speak uh, English can relate to us. And third point to that, uh, we made sure that we go as far back as the 70s with the music and still stay current. Because I said there's nothing more inclusive about listening to the radio in, you know, away from home than for you to feel like you're actually at home listening to this frequency. So I said, let's ring that. Let's be that station. So, you and so music selection, yung branding, yung language, yung, I guess, the personality, choosing the next radio jocks who would be joining the team eventually down the line. Um, I had a hand in it. And I'm, to this day, I wasn't really. I was, I'm really proud of the fact that I was involved in creating uh, the image or the, the brand that is Kabayan Radio here in, in Qatar. Um, I didn't think so much that I was the first, that I was the first DJ ever. But I, I thought it was a job. It was a job that I had to do and I had to, I had to be good. I had to be up, you know, at a certain level because I'm representing not just myself, uh, but also the Filipino community because I was the first so, syempre, ayoko namang ipahiya din yung mga kabayan natin dito na parang, eh, yan ba yung, ano natin, yan ba yung pambato natin? May mga ganun eh. You can't take that away from from the community to always feel that way. So, you always want to make them proud and do them justice na parang. And plus, um, gusto ko rin maging representative ng Manila Radio. Like, how it is. I mean, here's this, here's this woman and she's from a host of Manila radio stations, and now she's come to Qatar. This is how we do it in Manila, yo. Parang gusto kong ganun. So, right. so I, I think, I think okay naman. It, 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 uh, it picked up. People liked it. They supported it. They, they expressed their love. And um, they sent a lot of freebies to the station. <laughs> Alam mo yun, 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 gusto natin yan. Merienda. Eh. Alam mo yun, nakakatuwa. Yeah. Lagi may pamilti, papansit, mga ganyan. Or, and, 
and because I was I had a hand in creating the the whole personality of uh, of Kabayan, I said, let's make the radio station um, community uh, centered. So it's not just about the music. The music is just one part of it. I mean, you want to bring them to to um, like certain times in their in their lives when they were still in the Philippines. So gusto mo maging you sound like the the friend that they have on the radio, parang ganon. So we also okay. opened the station since it's privately owned. Hindi siya like heavily guarded or anything. Um, so Filipinos, yung mga kabayan natin, will just visit, and we we set, we uh, allocated one day of the week. It's every Thursday between five to eight p.m. where we open our doors for a meet and greet. So if you want to meet the the RJs, if you just want to hang out. Sit around the the station and just chat and magtanungan kayo magmerienda, ganon. So we did that, and it it it. Re- so you basically took the vibe of the Filipino radio station, which you know most radio stations here in the Philippines, at least on the FM band, are very accessible. Like yeah. there's my security, yeah, to an extent, but um for the most part, you could just uh come in and hang out with the DJ. So lalo na if you're an avid listener, so. Um, the way I understand it, it's not like that in Qatar. But for the for for the Filipino radio station for Kabayan, you try to give it that vibe. Yes, precisely. Especially not in QBS because it's you know it's a government-owned radio station and it's a it's in a compound and we've got guards and it's they're very strict here. Ibe, because privately owned si Kabayan Radio, so it's it's more relaxed in a sense. It's like you said, it's accessible. And we can we we could afford to have that whole like uh, come through if you want to meet the the RJs and and that fostered um, I think a much stronger relationship between the station because they feel because we humanized it it's not just a radio station it's not just walls there it's people it's people that you can meet and then you can talk to them. And that's how you know. I think nakatulong yon para sa sa image din ng ano ng radio station. We're pausing for a quick break to tell you a little bit about our other podcasts here on Podcast Network Asia. Yo, what's up? This is Real Talk Darbs. Join me as we talk about life, love, relationships, and hear me drop wisdom bombs on every talk. Do check me out in Wisdom Bars. With Real Talk Darbs Podcast. That's Wisdom Wars with Real Talk Darbs Podcast. Now part of Podcast Network Asia. Check me out. Yalla bye. What was the reception like? Uh, knowing what you know now about yung, uh, yung Filipino community in Qatar and uh, what, what they seem to need and what you were able to bring to the table. So from, from their perspective, as the, as the community there, how do they receive Kabayan and how do they receive you as uh, the first DJ in a Filipino language station in the Middle East? Oh, they love it. Okay, this is the, the, the running, the running um, parang, parang feeling or yung send. Okay, messages would be like, Finally, there's a there's a Filipino radio station. Parang mabuhay, parang ganyan excited na kami. Parang antagal namin kayong hinintay. May mga may mga ganda na parang oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming sometimes. Pero mafi-feel mo rin na oh nga naman, parang antagal kasi na nila dito sa Middle East uh, or sa Qatar in particular na finally meron na tayong representative. Finally, meron nang nagtatagalog. You can just imagine how much 
the excitement was and the the outpouring love and talagang yung supporta and they would they would they would promote to their friends they would promote to their colleagues who don't even understand filipino but they would say no 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 we play your songs we like uh you know this song oh, they play it at kabayan radio ganyan and then whenever uh whenever they get in in a cab or um or yun karim karim yung tawag namin dito eh um or limousine service they would ask that the that they switch that the cab driver would switch to kabayan radio and then they would promote they would promote it to their Sudanese driver, for instance, to, to somebody who's obviously non-Filipino. And then that's, it's really word of mouth. Word of mouth. And we didn't even have to ask people to promote us. We just want them to listen. But the Filipino community here, there's just, they're just so active. They're just, sobrang, they've, um, they've literally, well, they've latched on to, to the radio station because it felt like home. It was it was one of the closest. It's the closest thing that you can get to listening to uh, a Filipino radio station, talaga, in back in back in Manila or back in the Philippines. So, ayon, um, to this day, overwhelming pa rin talaga yung ano, outpouring pa rin yung support at saka yung love. How long were you at Kabayan? Uh, were you there for like a year or a couple years? Uh, a year. Um, I I left uh, the station. Uh, February, towards the end of February, and that's when I joined. I mean, shortly after that, um, I fixed my papers, na, and then I joined QBS. And the reason I'm able to do that um, quickly is because uh, I'm under a family sponsorship visa, meaning my residency permit depended or depends on my husband's uh, visa status. So unlike unlike uh, some uh, migrant workers, yung mga Filipino overseas workers natin dito sa Qatar, uh, when you come here specifically for work, then you are bound to your employer, which means that you have to stay for a certain amount of time or years even because the visa came from your employer. And that is not the case for me. So since my visa is not under Kabayan Radio, I'm able to resign properly and move to another company to work. So yun, parang... Para lang malinaw din, but parang abis yata ni Chloe nagawa yung ganon. So, yeah, that's the reason mainly. Oh my, I, I was actually wondering the same thing, but you know, you were able to like lay it out point for point. But how did you end up in QBS? Um, I think that that's another story all on its own. Like you go from Kabayan, which is uh, very Filipino centric. Now you're in mm-hmm. an English uh, in an English station once again, and this time you got a different setting because it's a government station. So how how does that all come together for you? Well, I wouldn't say it's different because you know, naman. I mean, nanggaling na tayo dun eh. Parang di ba sa Pilipinas? Eto naman talaga. This is what a pop station is for an FM band. Um, sounds like. I mean, we we hardly. It, it, there was just a time when. Um, speaking Taglish in, say, a pop station uh, has become warm. Yeah. But prior, prior that, yep. prior to that, rather, but if it's English, you just go English all the way. I mean, you have to find a way to express yourself properly and flu- fluidly um, and with ease, because that's what is required of the job. So here, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was difficult. The transition was was fairly was fairly easy. Um, over at Kabayan, it was Taglish anyway, so I would still speak Tagalog on air. Um, pero alam mo yan, I would go back and forth with English and Tagalog, so hindi naman siya din mahirap. 
I mean, like you. I mean, your your English is impeccable, just as just as as impeccable as your Tagalog. Um, so I, I guess they were observing. Um, the folks over at QBS were already listening to Kabayan Radio, and they were kind of um, checking out the talent. And uh, they they reached out. They eventually reached out and asked me if um, I would like to to join them um, and become a part of the team. And of course, I would be I would be a hypocrite hypocrite to say no to that because, of course, I mean, um, I would really would want to be a part of uh, a government-owned, uh, you know, radio station. Sabi ko, syempre, ano yung level up, kumbaga, diba? Not that I didn't enjoy my, right. my time at Kabayan Radio, but, you know, I mean, this is, I feel like it's the big leagues. Parang yun yung dating sa akin. Uh, sabi ko, sige, then let's, let's give it a shot. So I went in for an interview, um, and I was, uh, I was, honest naman and transparent with my former bosses over at Kabayan Radio. I told them that there was an offer and uh, somebody scouted me, if that's, the, if that's the right term, and then they offered me a job. And I, Sounds way better than poaching. Well, yeah. Scouted na lang, ikaw na Para medyo sporty pa yung term. But yeah, so um, I told them that, you know, uh, they would like to have me over at QBS. So just like any, I guess, any work um, uh, or business relations or work relations, there was the whole like, um, how much are they offering? And then they, they would like to check if they can offer more. We ganon or may, may naging negotiations then. But eventually, I went with QBS because I feel like it's, I feel like going with them would be a better, kumbaga, sabi mo nga, trajectory. But I think it's the next step for me. And I, I wouldn't say no to that. Again, I'm always for seeking the next door to open for me. And this, I feel like, is the next door. I mean, I have to explore it. I have to, like, go all in. Otherwise, I mean, I would, you never know when, uh, when the next opportunity will, be, will come knocking. So I had to. Yeah, or when it all ends. Exactly. Uh, right. Last couple of questions here as we wind down. Um, you know, you've been through different stations and now you're, you're at QBS. Uh, but has Chloe ever had to change like that on-air persona? I mean, naturally, naman, di ba? Like, like our personas on-air evolve as we grow older. But were there parts of you, yeah. like the way you would speak or the way that uh, you'd present your on-air personality? Uh, did you have to tweak that when you made it to QBS? Because you're able to be to be more yourself because um, you're speaking in Taglish, mm-hmm. which is how you normally talk. Pero now that you're in QBS where you have right. a different audience, mas international talaga yung, yung flavor, uh, what aspects of your presentation did you have to change? You know what? You'll be surprised how being simply relatable and sounding like yourself would resonate so much, would resonate to so many of your listeners out there. I mean, I didn't change anything too drastically. Of course, since I'm working in the Middle East, there are certain things that we cannot say on air because, um, of course, it's not it's not acceptable, right? It's not possible. So you have to. Dapat may ganong kang level of sensitivity na ano yung pwede mong sabihin sa hindi. Unlike in the Philippines, uh, we have uh, the Kapisanan ng Broadcaster ng Pilipinas. We don't have a KBP here, but we do have the ministries. And we have people uh, always monitoring us. And as you know, we call it taped on air. Practically everything that we say on air is recorded. Um, 
then as a broadcaster or as a responsible, um, you have to um, uphold responsible journalistic standards, pa rin, di ba? so uh, responsible practices. Nadun pa rin naman yon. But other than that, I also have to go extra on what I, like I said, what I can or cannot say, or you have to be sensitive, you have to be in your words, and you like using this word, you have to be woke. Um, dito kailangan talagang malaman mo yung mga ganong bagay. Uh, but other than that, I didn't change much about myself and my manner of presentation. I still sound, I guess, I, I, I'd like to say candid. I'd like to say personable. I'd like to say I still sound like the ate or the sister that you just want to chat with at the end of the day and who would ask you, what did you do today? What did you eat? So what's the 411? Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, or what movie did you watch? So these are the these are the key ingredients of what makes a very relatable pop radio station. You want to talk about the pop stuff. So nothing heavy. Shempre hindi naman tayo news outfit, hindi naman tayo news programming. It's music programming, and of course there always has to be a balance of entertainment and and information. Yeah. And I guess you always as a as a broadcaster because as a broadcaster who's about to hit 40 i realized that i'm not <laughs> obviously i'm not in my 20s anymore i cannot sound like i'm, I'm in my 20s now or i i should sound like a, a a college girl because i'm obviously i'm not that so i i speak a certain way i mean my 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 uh, uh manner of thinking is ibana because i mean i'm in a, obviously in a different life stage but the manner by which i send my message across, I think hindi naman siya ganun ka, ano, ka, ka different. So, ganun pa rin, friendly and everything, but my opinions are different. Um, my, uh, I guess my, my two cents would also be better, I guess, or nag-evolve din naman siya based dun sa nalaman ko or what I've learned in the recent years. So, it still evolves. the The message evolves, but the presentation um, is pretty much Chloe. It's pretty much Chloe na kung paano before. Minsan magulo, minsan um, parang wala sa sarili. Sabi mo nga medyo scatter, scatter brain, but that's that's what a live live show is, ba? May may ganon home moments na yeah. I auto correct myself on air, and the, yeah, we all do. the listeners would yeah the listeners would would pick up on that and they would reply or they would send me a message and they just find it funny or amusing or entertaining even so yeah and uh, i mean you cannot take yourself too seriously um otherwise you will take the fun out of out of the job out of your work so lang, fun fun pa rin dapat. all right uh last question here after after all this time after station after station and in your case country after country why do you still do this why are you still in radio are you kidding me? I mean, it's so much fun. Um, I feel like radio, not even a day in my life since I started working in radio, did I feel that it was work. It was my, I, and I always, I remember saying this, it's my playground. It's really where I have fun, where I feel like people would actually be willing to listen to what I say. <laughs> I mean, the only person that listens to most of my bickering nowadays is my husband. So, I don't know, parang siyempre, uh, ang saya lang na parang instantly when you're 
when you're you have the microphone in front of you and you have an audience out there, you feel like you're already connecting to somebody na uh, you haven't met, and somehow there's there's a sense of novelty to that. You know how sometimes at a coffee shop you look across the room and you wonder hmm, if I can talk to that person sipping coffee. But you know, to me, radio is kind of like that. It's all about connection. It's all about like just expressing your mind um, or just sharing stories and. Not that I share stories all the time on air about me, but just, you know, speaking with somebody, speaking to somebody rather than... So really, it's a conversation. And somehow that eases the, the pain of being away from your family when you're in, a, in uh, the Middle East or when you're overseas. And it helps. I guess some people also find it therapeutic. So I think I will keep doing radio. I will keep working in radio for as long as I can, for as long as they would have me. All right. And um, for our listeners here in the Philippines who want to check out uh, what you're doing over in Qatar, uh, where can they listen to you and where can they follow you on social media? Ah, okay. Uh, they can listen, no, not listen, they can uh, check out my pages on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The handle is DJ Chloe on Air. C-H-L-O-E. And I always say this because you might look me up with a letter K. Ayun, so, uh, so there. Thanks, Chloe Kardashian. Philaville. <laughs> Para lang hindi mali, diba? Para sure na mahanap nila ako. So, DJ Chloe on air. That's where I post my thoughts, my daily musings, my random photos of when I walk under the initan. Mga ganyan. So, ayun. Pwede rin tayo mag-chat dyan because I'm in the recent days, I'm very, you know, I'm very active with uh, replying to messages, and uh, I find I find it helpful then to also um, meet new people, ganyan. So yon, that's where you can find me. And uh, where can people stream yung yung uh, um, QBS radio? Is that is that uh, is that online? Yes, it is online. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, count on the streaming so much because sometimes uh, <laughs> sometimes it just falls apart. Pero you can download the QMC Now app. So it's QMC Now app, and uh, that gives you access to QBS. Uh, not only QBS, but other radio stations under QMC. But if I were you, go straight to Q, QBS, and that's where you can listen to me. Um, there's a there's a time difference. Uh, Manila is or Philippines is five hours ahead than Qatar, so uh, I share naman my schedule on my social media uh, posts. So if you want to catch me at a certain time, just consider that Manila is advanced by five hours. All right, I, I just gotta say as we end the interview, I'm forever thankful that um, that I met you all those years ago and that I was Aww. lucky enough not just to train under you but to have worked with you closely as I realized like through so many different projects both in and out of radio so you know um, a lot of the things that I'm able to do professionally right now um, I owe to you so thank you so much for everything you've done for me and even now for you know for you uh, joining my podcast and us just getting to shoot the breeze like this you have no idea how much this means to me you have no idea how much you as a person mean to me so thanks chloe all the love and respect for everything thank you've achieved you. and for you as as an individual so thanks and you know what the you bottom know of my awesome? heart and the heart of my bottom i <laughs> and what's awesome is that i have your i have your thank you message on on record I can always oh my. tell my future kids and, you know, if I don't have kids, then my future, um, you know, children that I will adopt, 
or you know some that, random kid that, on the street oh, oh ganyan that you actually thank me on your podcast and it's on record oh my goodness such a you're tita most thing to welcome say. Fan. only a tita would say that i know right i'm only a, a click away if you need anything Thanks again to Chloe for joining me here on deck. If you want to follow her and check out everything that she does over in Doha, then just look for at DJ Chloe on air on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. As for me, I got to get out of here. But before I do, let me remind you that you can still use my affiliate link over at Lazada for all your shopping needs, whether or not there is a huge sale going on. Just type tinyurl.com slash Lazada Again, tinyurl.com slash O-N-D-E-C-K-X-Lazada. That takes you straight to the site or the app. And every successful purchase that you check out and gets delivered to your doorstep will get me a small commission that will help keep this podcast up and running. It also helps keep Podcast Network Asia up and running so you can keep hearing this show and all your favorite podcasts on PNA. Don't forget to check out the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast as well. It's my other podcast alongside my friends and co-hosts Chino Liao, Ro Moran, and Raf Camus. And this week, we're talking to former ECW star Chili Willie. Lots of stories from him since it's his third time on the pod and that man never runs out of stories. And on the live stream episode on Facebook and on Kumu, we're talking all about Clash of Champions, the lack of retribution, and we're previewing NXT TakeOver 31. Until then though... Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Stancy. On Facebook, it is facebook.com slash Online. Let me know anything and everything you want to talk about, whether it's about radio, wrestling, the NBA Finals, or anything else. And check out my show on Wave 89.1. It's called The Morning Takeover, Mondays to Fridays, 7 to 10 a.m. alongside my partner, Debbie Ten. That's going to do it for this episode of On Deck. Huge thanks to Babyface producer Nikai Locanias and thanks to you for downloading, streaming, subscribing, and using my Lazada affiliate links. Thank you very much, and I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.